Well, good evening, all my beauty professionals. Thank you for listening to Ms. V's Real Beauty Talk. And this evening, I am going to be talking about finding your communicating styles in order to work well with others. So if you're in school, this is actually a great podcast for you to listen to because it would be a challenge for you or I would challenge you to figure out while you're in school basically what kind of communicator you tend to be and um, figuring out your style on how you communicate and ways that you can improve on your style of communicating that's verbal or nonverbal, including your body language. And just so that you can work better with other people, your peers that you go to school with now. And I would also challenge you to analyze your classmates and, um, you know, make it fun. Try to find out what kind of communicators your peers are, you know, and this will help you. I think everything in beauty school trains you for the real world, really, because fortunately, you guys, uh, hopefully you go to a school where you're able to work on clients and get that experience so that when you go in the salon, it's not a culture shock and you've never, ever come into contact with a client. Also, it challenges you to learn how to deal with difficult personalities when someone just doesn't like anything that you're doing to them. How do you handle that? Um, So that's the plan. I'm going to go over a few communication styles. uh, And this is from a book that I'm reading. And it's actually quite interesting. It's one of my coworkers books that I found here at work. And it's from Milady, but it is not the textbook. And it's called Getting It Right, Milady Survival Guide for Cosmetology Students. So I looked through the book and I'm like, hmm, this will make a good uh, few podcasts. So here I am. So the first, um, now in this particular chapter that I'm deriving this information from, Uh, There's three specific styles that they have listed. However, you do know that just because it's in the book, I'm sure you know that there are different personality types and there are other communicating styles, I'm sure. But these are the three main ones that they came up with. So the first one is the salesperson. Uh, And this particular person communicates, likes to touch, feel type person. So, you know, if they're talking to you, they may put their hand on your shoulder, like um, very direct, open with people. They have very little reserve as far as approaching strangers. And so I guess what I want to do is go through the pros and cons maybe of some of these styles. For instance, um, This particular communicator, I would say sometimes dependent upon either their peers or the client and what type of personality they may be, uh, they may find that offensive. Um, And what I'm talking about is the touchy-feely part. Some people don't like to be touched. 
So if you're that kind that likes to put your hand on someone's shoulders and someone kind of jerks away from you, you never know what someone's been through. So that's an area I may would say uh, has room for improvement. Also, I know some people with this particular type of communication style, they may tend to say things like hun or something like that and you know, some people don't like that. They take offense. So those are things to be mindful of, maybe not doing so much. But the upside to this particular communicator, I would say, is because they really have no fear. And so they're just like go-getters. And I would say the great upside to that is I can imagine their business is huge because they're constantly out there like, hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, hey, come visit me down at the school or come visit me at the salon. I do this, this and that. I offer this, this and that. And, you know, we could totally get you in and I could totally get you these products here that would work great on your hair. So just no reserves in that aspect business wise, I think is amazing I just think you would have to fine tune a few things like the touchy feely part, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's one style, the salesperson. So the upside is they're direct. They have no reserve in approaching strangers, you know, um, love to talk, love to communicate. So I would imagine, too, in consultations, the consultations would go great. The downside would probably be, like I said, the touching part. You can't do that with everyone, you know, and you would have to watch your verbiage and make sure what you're saying doesn't come off as offensive also. So the second one is called the thinker. The thinker, uh, their communication style could be very reserved and guarded, but they also make, um, or I should say have, excellent problem-solving skills uh, and abilities. So this would make them a great asset to a salon, you know, or any business that's involved in the beauty industry, I would say. The downside, I would think, to this particular communicator is because they're so reserved and they're not really talkative, they could possibly lose out on clients because they're not, hmm, how should I say this? Maybe they need to practice more as far as like outward communication especially in this kind of business, which is a people business. You got retail, meaning that you're selling products. And really, you know, though I hate to say this, and this is what they used to tell me coming up in the beauty industry, you are selling yourself. You know, most people that will come to you that you will retain as your clients, they are continuing to come to you, not just for your physical skill that you have to make them look beautiful, but there is something about you and your personality that they connect with. And that is what they're paying for, for your time and that connection 
along with the skill to color cut whatever service you're offering, right? Facial waxing, nails, makeup, but they're coming to you out of everybody else because there's something in you that they connect with. And so sometimes because you're reserved, you lose out on that. And what I find with this particular group is they tend to be misunderstood. Now, I did a podcast also called Can Shy People Become a Hairstylist? And as a shy person, I would say, yes, they can. Now, years before I started teaching, I was painfully shy. And I think I've said this before. And to the point where um, I lost a lot of business in the beginning of me Uh, putting myself out there as a cosmetologist. Mind you, we didn't have social media either. But I never was that type that could just go approach people and say, hey, you know, I'm working at the salon and I do this services here. If you want to come get your hair done. I was very shy and very nervous to do that. And back then, that's what they would do is give you a pile of business cards and say, hey, go get your business. And so I wasn't good at that. And I didn't make a lot of money in the beginning because of that. Most of my business over the years when I did hair at home and then I worked in the mortgage industry while I did that was through my siblings because they would have their hair done and their friends like their hair. And so they'd be like, yeah, my sister does hair. You know, she does braids. She does this and that. And so then their friends would come. And then their family members would want their hair done for their quinceañeras and all kind of stuff, prom, all that. So I did that all throughout the years, strictly out of word of mouth from family members. It really wasn't too much from me, although um, I did have some clients, just not a lot. So I would say in that aspect, coming from someone who was painfully shy And I lost out a lot because of that, that that would be something that could have room for improvement for this communicator type. And because they can be misunderstood because they're so quiet and reserved and it could be taken as, um, you know, um, maybe a sense of arrogance, maybe you. And I'm not saying this is how the person is, but people look at it that way. You know, oh, they think they're too good to speak to me or that kind of stuff. So that's something to work on. And as long as you're in school right now and you have peers who know you, then you could come up with fun ways for them to help you improve on that. And the upside to this is you guys get to work on clients now. And so where you may fall short in an area, you can practice all these skills with the clients that you're working on while you're in school before you get out there in the real world. So, all right. So the next one is, uh, and this is the last one that was in the book. Now, if you have any other communicating styles that you can come up with, feel free to comment and talk to me. I love to hear feedback from people. So feel free to do that. But the last one is called the relator. So this particular person is very kind 
And this is the one, um, I'm sure you may have someone like that in your school or remember someone like that, or even in the salon. They're kind of like that parenting type. Everybody goes to them, confides in them when they're going through something. And um, genuinely, they seem to care about other people. They interact very warmly with people. Hmm. The only downside I would say, or I would say area of improvement for this particular communication style, it could lead to becoming too involved in other people's lives, um, overstepping boundaries that you need to set for yourself. Um, there's a such thing as being empathetic for people and really caring about situations that they're going through without becoming personally involved. Because then sometimes you can find yourself in situations that make you very uncomfortable and it could ruin relationships, you know, especially when you're dealing with clients and someone's coming to you and telling you they're going through a divorce and they just found out they have cancer or whatever's going on. And then you find yourself involved in a whole uh, situation that you really didn't want to be in because you felt so bad for this person, you know. So I would say in this case, in this particular style, because it's not a bad thing to be warm and caring and really, because that's why we're here, to care for people and make their lives a little better by making them look and feel beautiful but setting up healthy boundaries. That's what I would say about that personality type. So these are some things that you could find out now. Um, and this is something you could do in the salon if you're working in the salon. So now I'm going to move on to what are some basics of communication. We know that all relationships start with communication. And that's from infancy on up. Because when you're a baby and you're hungry, you start crying. If you need your diaper changed, you start crying. So from infancy on up, we communicate things in ways to get what we want. Um, so with that being said, you have to know how to communicate or express yourself especially as a consumer in a business, you know, or vice versa. Or if you don't know how to communicate properly, and I will say this professionally, um, you could lose a lot of business and it could be a hard road for you. And so I would say this, coming from a person who, like I said, was very shy and reserved and I'm still shy but I'm not as shy since I started teaching. So you could say from the last 20 years or so, because I've had to get up in front of people and speak. And throughout the day, I'm constantly speaking and helping people. I've gotten a lot better. But in the beginning, I was not like that. I was painfully shy. And, um, in that instance, I would say a lot of money that could have been made because I believe that you can make a lot of money in this industry. And 
I did believe it back then, but because I didn't get all the clients that I thought that I would get, I had to, in my mind, leave that, do hair on the side and actually work a nine to five because I was a mom. So I was a teen mom and I needed that constant income and I did not have the patience to market myself and wait for that clientele to build up. Nowadays, you guys have social media to help build yourself up and it can happen a lot faster. Um, so you have it a little easier, but I will say this, if you don't know how to present yourself in a professional way, and that goes from your consultations, learning how to listen, learning when to speak, learning what to say, um, learning about your movement when you're saying it, your eye contact, your smiling, you know, uh, the tone of your voice, all these things you have to monitor or you could lose out. And it ends up where you get a lot of clients in your chair, but then you're not retaining any. And at the end of the day, any person who really wants to see this as a career for years to come, the key is you want to retain your clients you don't just want the one-time clients, right? So that's one thing. Um, we know that communications is the key to success in our industry. It goes hand in hand with being clean, of course. But what are some forms or ways of communication? The first thing is the expressions on your face. So I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I know I have when I walk into a place and the expressions on their face is, why did you just walk in here? So it's very uncomfortable. And now that I'm older, I just will walk out because I'm not going to pay a business money that doesn't really want me there. Right. So sometimes you may have gone to get your hair done or get your nails done. And as soon as you walk in, everybody gets quiet. They're rolling their eyes like, oh, what are you doing here? But they haven't said it, but their facial expressions say it. Um, and these are things that you want to monitor your facial expressions, the way you look at someone and when you make eye contact. So. That's a fine line between, you know, you don't want to be creepy with your eye contact where you're just staring somebody down, but you do. I learned this when I did door to door sales. You do always want to make eye contact because looking away, it could be a sign that you're not being completely honest. So like, for instance, when you go up to shake your client's hand and you're first meeting them, you smile and you make eye contact. And the best thing I could tell you about smiling, the most truthful thing about a smile, a real smile is with your eyes. It is not with your mouth. So if you really pay attention to people smiling, how do you discern the difference between a fake smile and a real smile? because it's coming from the eyes. So just, I challenge you to pay attention to that next time. Next time you go into business and they're smiling and they're saying, you know, welcome to such and such. And 
Just look at them. See if they're really smiling at you or not. The next thing is body language. I used to tell my students when we would do this chapter in class, you know, when they call you up for a pedicure or a client period, are you dragging your feet with your head down like you really don't want to do this client? Or are you chipper, upbeat with your head high and you're walking toward the client in a pleasant manner? So that's your body language. Are your arms folded when you're talking to them? with your head tilted and one eyebrow raised, you know, all these things matter here. And this is what we call nonverbal communication, your body language. The way you stand, what you do with your hands, uh, your tone of voice, definitely. And it's not just when meeting someone face to face. It's when you're answering your phones in the salon. Very important that you want the tone of your voice to be cheerful, you know, to be upbeat, even if you're tired. Um, if it's to that point and it's a certain time of the day, maybe you shouldn't answer the phone. Let it go to voicemail. But you always want to have a pleasant phone voice. <coughs> Excuse me. So I can't remember who taught me this, but I was taught to smile while you're talking on the phone because that gives your voice a whole different tone. And it's like someone can envision you smiling on the phone. So just try it. And let's see, how do you speak? Are you too loud? Are you not loud enough? Um... Are you fast talking? Because a lot of times when you're fast talking, people feel like they are being bamboozled and nobody wants to feel that way. Nobody wants to feel like you're scamming them. So analyze yourself, have other people monitor you, just do like a fun project type thing where you analyze each other. And these are just not um, harsh criticizing points, but these are things that you can look at in yourself and your own style and how you deal with people and find ways to improve yourself. And that just makes your business a whole lot better. And that means more income for you. When you figure out how you communicate with people and how you can make things better. Uh, let's see what else assess your personality so are you an introvert and do you have a positive attitude toward others or are you an extrovert do you have a negative attitude towards others so these are all things to ask yourself you should be aware of this starting from school um, and everything that happens like I said at school is your training ground for real for the real world now, in this point here, this is in school when you're dealing with teachers, make personal connections with your teachers, understand that your teachers are people too. And sometimes they have good days, sometimes they have bad days, but teachers love when you participate in class. It makes their job a lot easier. Um, there's nothing worse than standing in front of a crowd of people and no one's listening and they're all turned towards their phones, you know, or they're talking to each other. 
It's not easy to get up in front of people, you know. And so when a student participates in the class, that makes it more fun, especially when they're asking questions and it's a lot more interactive. So remember that and um, participate as much as you can. How do you deal with difficult people? Well, some ways that you can deal with difficult people instead of becoming difficult with them and losing your professionalism, you can try complimenting them and you would be surprised how their mood might change. Uh, oh, I love your earrings. Those are so pretty. When, and you can tell when a client is starting to get kind of riled up. And so, you know, you keep them calm, you keep your voice calm, and then find something to compliment them on. You know, um, a little sympathy and patience will help you when you're dealing with difficult people. So I'll just give a couple of examples. In all my years, I have dealt with a lot of difficult people. One example, I will say, this was at another school I was working at. And back then, high school students could come to cosmetology school. Now they've gotten rid of that program. That's a sad thing, but that's a whole nother podcast. Um, and I'll never forget this mom came in and she wanted to speak to the administrator in the office and the administrator was busy in a meeting and she would not open the door. She would not acknowledge that this mom was here and the front desk had called back there and said, you know, what do you want us to do? The mom is here waiting and she's getting upset and I don't even know how I ended up speaking to that mom. But anyway, I ended up speaking to her and she got in my face. She started screaming, you, you know, you guys are always blah, blah, blah. But it couldn't have been me because I'm always in my classroom. So I'd never met her before. But I just, you know, stood there and I listened to her and with sympathy because I understood her frustration. And I told her, I said, you know, I'm really sorry that you have to you know, deal with this. And unfortunately, right now, or yeah, I didn't know I shouldn't say unfortunately, I should have said it turns out that but that's a whole nother thing. But I did I said, unfortunately, you know, they're in the middle of a meeting. If you want to have a seat, you know, they'll be right out with you at their earliest convenience. I know you've been waiting for a while. But blah, blah, blah. So she didn't want to hear what I was saying. Long story short, the office ended up seeing her. And later on, she ended up apologizing to me. She said that she knew it was not me. And, you know, she was really sorry with how she spoke to me. But just imagine how bad that situation could have went if I decided to take that personal and get riled up with her in front of my students, in front of other clients, and it could have just been all bad. And at that point, when you get up to that point, you lose your respect and you lose your professionalism. So then no one looks at you as a professional anymore, not the clients, not your students. So there's a lot on the line with that. You have to really, especially if you struggle with anger issues, 
you have to really try to find ways to work on that. And I call it staying temperate, you know, where um, you're maintaining that same attitude no matter what comes against you. And me personally, in my um, daily life, I pray before I come to work and I'm in constant prayer all day to maintain my patience. And I'm not going to say it always works because once in a blue moon, I have lost my patience, not to the point where I'm cursing, but to the point where I may snap back when someone says something to me and then I instantly regret it. And I'm like beating myself up. And a couple of times I've gone back and apologized to the student if I said something, you know, but uh, most of the time it works. I try not to let people get me out of my peace. I just uh, maintain the same calm temperance. Try not to get angry. It takes a lot to make me angry, you know, um, but it's a process. I will say that it's not something that will happen overnight. And I'll tell you this, and I know I've mentioned it before in my videos and in my podcast, it takes 21 to 30 days to form a new habit, 21 to 30 days. So if you have room for improvement on something, including your temper, consciously work on it for 21 to 30 days and it should get better. Can't guarantee, but it should. Everything is a process and one thing I'm learning in my journey of life is to be patient with yourself. So in other words, some days will be better than other days. Some days you'll be so proud of yourself. You'll see where you've grown, where you've changed, where you're improving. And then some days it'll feel like you never did any improvement. But on those days, give yourself grace. Be patient with yourself. And that's what I'm learning for myself because I can be really harsh on myself and I'm learning not to be so hard because at least I know in my everyday life, whatever areas of improvement I need to work on, I am deliberately working on those things on a daily. So just keep that in mind. Um, sometimes you have to... This is when dealing with difficult people now. Sometimes, unfortunately, you may have to fire your clients. Sometimes it gets to a point that's beyond resolve. And there's nothing you can do about that. But as long as you maintain your professionalism and in a calm manner, you just let that person know, you know, Maybe I'm just not the best stylist for you. There's such and such. They're really good, you know, or there's salon, such and such. They're right down the street. Maybe they can accommodate you better with what you're looking for because it's obvious we're not able to offer it to you and you have to let them go. So, but if you're in school, I would say get your teacher just that in a nutshell don't try to resolve your own issues. When you're dealing with a client that is so difficult to the point where they're belittling you, that's why you have teachers there to help you out, to have your back, to protect you. 
you know, and truth be told, when you go into the salon, the salon owner, whoever they are, or the manager, those people are supposed to have your back as a stylist. If anything goes too far left field, where the client is just so belligerent, you know, and you have to get them out of your chair, someone should have your back. So I would say that is about all that I have for you guys right now. My next podcast is going to be on developing study skills. So we're going to be going over different ways to study, especially for your state board test. But I am very happy to do this podcast today. I've been planning on it for a couple of weeks now, and my schedule has just been really busy So I'm glad I was able to sit down and do this, and I hope that you enjoy it. I would invite you to give feedback, to ask questions, whatever it is. I enjoy the conversation. Don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, which is Miss V's Beauty Tutorials, and you can find me on TikTok, which is V as in Victor, O-N-N-T-O-C-K, 48 von talk 48 basically my tiktok centers around what i do on here with my podcasting and on my youtube channel and it's all about beauty and it's all about education so you never have to wonder what i'm talking about this is what i'm about i am an educator i am a cosmetologist and i love what i do so thank you so much for listening And you guys have a good rest of your week. Thank you. Bye.